Welcome again to the Live Transform mm-hmm. podcast. This is episode number 93. And boy, have we got a show for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> this, oh, this is so live, our... it will probably blow up your computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I mean, the, the, the sad part is, is the listeners jump in and we've already been talking for 10 minutes. Yeah, and that's so obvious. We get a little silly yeah. and fun with each other. Oh but, my gosh, but, but I love our listeners. But thank you for coming and, and uh, yes. investing in your lives today. We, we are really thrilled about, you know, just continuing the journey. I, Audrey, I was thinking, you know, just this year, and we're approaching episode 100 soon. This is mm-hmm. 93. We're going to have to throw some kind of a party for oh, all of us. Yeah, of course we time. should. Of course. <laughs> it might come real close to the... Um, when we're with you in Huntsville. Fiz- we could do like, a, we could actually be in the same right. like, atmosphere together. That's right. We right. We'll have right. to look at that. But, um, so it's been a really fun year, and there's yeah. uh, episodes beyond that. And if you've ever missed any, please go back and just uh, avail yourself to all of them. But again, thank you so very, very much for making this a part of your week. And thank you for being part of our family, because we're not just like family. We are family, Mm -hmm. everyone. Like, we are in this together. And um, just to segue right into what we're talking about, in every family, there are offenses. Do we say offenses or offenses? I don't know. What what do you say? How do you guys Uh, say that? Most people pronounce it offenses, but offenses. you are from Canada, you know, so that's different. <laughs> yeah. And, and that there is an O in there. There is an O. An O. Uh, so you have offenses in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> your garage. Garage. Now, the big, the funny a? thing, that, yeah, well, you just, you guys don't know when to say A at the right place. I know, I know. You're so not really Canadian. I used washroom the other day. Yeah, and someone said, oh, oh, yeah. it and was with, yeah, some yeah, people that were yeah. here from the South. They and said, they, what's so, never what's heard that one. washroom? Yeah. And I thought, well, it makes more sense, you know, you wash your hands rather than laying down and taking a rest. You know, you don't go to a restroom. That's right. Well, maybe it, we should It could rest. be a relieve room. A relieve room that, would be that would work. much more... But you know, we are the thing that we put the okay, okay, Jim, in your sink. This has been educational for our listeners. I'm telling you, today Uh, they're having spiritual (laughs) breakthroughs like never before. Like never before. We've been talking about accents and so on and so forth before. Again, have we got a show for you? Have we got a show for you? This is it. In the kitchen, when we put food down the sink into that special machine that that grinds it all up. up. Washes it down the drain, yeah. We call that a garburator. That's a garburator. There you go. <laughs> well, people here so, in Arizona well, think that's very, very funny. Okay. Uh, you know, I do, I just want you to know, I do kind of feel like I am now talking to a cartoon character <laughs> in, in, that lives in another realm, another world. But anyhow, never mind all that. It would be that. funny to do a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Man. So... I just want to know what that's got to do with how to stop the pain. Laughter. Laughter helps to stop yes. the pain. That's right. Laughter, was laughter in, is good laughter medicine. Laughter was invented by God himself. So right. he right. created this whole idea. Imagine if he didn't create laughter. We would have, talk about relief room. Relieving is to laugh. Yeah. Is to laugh. And, and you know what? Relieve the when you, when you're able to 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 laugh freely, yeah, I think it's a great indicator of the wholeness and health of, of oh, your yeah. heart condition. Absolutely, I, it really is. You know, one time I was on the on the phone with um, Janelle, our daughter, and she was uh, we were having a belly laugh in the car, like she was in one car, I was in the other, but we were having a belly laugh, and we figured out that the opposite 
of a pit in your stomach. You know, everyone knows exactly what a pit in your stomach yep. is. Uh, it's when those. you do have an offense. It's when yeah. someone's just pushed your button. And I you're mean, avoiding the relationship. Oh, and you're just, you, and, you, and you're become obsessed with thinking about the judgment all day okay, long. I mean, that's pit. an offense. We that's, got a, the pit. that's a pit in your stomach. But really the opposite, think about it, of a pit in your stomach, that feeling in your stomach is a belly laugh. Yeah. You know, because the... Yeah. the, the, the Rather than a pit, so I, a I, I just made this whole thing super profound. Hashtag, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this... this uh, we, we began last week, continuing on. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, Jim, from a book of yours uh, written back close to around 2000. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the book is How to Stop the Pain, available at Live Transformed, as well Impact Ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a, a real foundational book for you know all believers, but uh, therapists, counselors, I mean, it is a cornerstone book that is being used. Yeah, mm-hmm. And absolutely. so, uh, Jim, you're taking some time right now. You're re-recording uh, that yep. series. And so we're just uh, working it through here at the podcast and how to stop the pain. Last week, we began to take a look at where offenses come from. And I really learned last week that offenses uh-huh. are not created by the other person, which we would think would be obvious. Right. You we did this to me. create the offenses. Okay. You know, you know, it's interesting because you know when, and there's there's different terminology used when Jesus talks about offenses coming. Sometimes there is the there is the word trespasses. Mm-hmm. Now, a trespass is when somebody it's sort of like somebody violating your boundaries. You know, they've crossed yeah. a line. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and and uh, you know, one of the interesting things too, it says that when somebody does that, you should rebuke them. Now. We think of rebuke as just kind of attacking. It's, it's, it's really not. <laughs> uh, rebuking, the Greek word lends itself to the idea of establishing boundaries. Mm. Now, one of the things that's interesting is most of the people that I deal with that have a lot of offenses. In other mm-hmm. words, a, and remember, an offense is something that makes you stumble. And it makes okay. you stumble Good because of the, Yes. Yeah, well, that's, that's literally what the Greek word means. It means to cause that. to stumble. Okay. So the only way something can cause you to stumble is by the way it makes you feel. Okay. Now, a couple of things that I began to realize over the years in working with people that had offenses was, number one, again, we talked about this last week, but I want to expand on it. We think that the offense came from the other person. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for the offense to come from the other person, they had to have the intention of crossing your boundaries, or they had to have the intention of hurting you. Because another place where Jesus talks about forgiving people is forgiving their sins. Well, a sin, remember, the core of sin is to feel lack. Mm-hmm. Harmartia doesn't just mean, that's the Greek word for sin, doesn't just mean to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark of the prize. And see, we focus only on missing the mark, so we're focusing on what we did wrong. No. Mm-hmm. The problem with sin is not what you did wrong. The problem with sin is uh, that it is generated out of a sense of lack. or uh, You know, lack would be like disqualified, unacceptable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You, you know, the, the, any of those yes. kinds of feelings. Unacceptable, disqualified. Those are deep yeah. feelings. Unworthy. Yes. <clears throat> so the, the truth is a person hasn't sinned against you if they have not intentionally tried to make you feel like, feel lack, feel less than you are, feel unworthy. And so the, it's very rare in offenses that the other person actually had any intention of inflicting yes. pain. Right, and, right. And so, so, you know, we're kind of expanding what we said last week. So, so what really happened was a person did something. We passed a judgment about why they did it, which gave significance to it. Mm-hmm. And really, because it made me feel a certain way, right? But it only made me feel that way because of my judgment. Yes, it it didn't make me feel that way because of their intention. No, you know, growing up on the streets, and I still struggle with this. You know, not only did I grow up, you know, kind of in a pretty rough and tumble lifestyle, but you know, most of my ministry, even as a pastor. I was always reaching the people that the church didn't know how to reach. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being critical of the church in saying that. I'm just saying it was that was my background. I knew how to deal with drug addicts. I knew how to deal with liars and whores and and I mean and people just who had horrible lifestyles. People drug addicts that would steal from you and lie to I you know, I knew all that stuff. None of that stuff shocked me or bothered me. So in talking and dealing with those people even the vernacular that you use when you when you preach has to be a little little different because communication if you communicate in a way that's n- not meaningful to your target you know people you're trying to help then all you're proving is you don't know who you're talking to or you don't care about who you're talking to so you know i never totally escaped my kind of uh, what some people would consider to be crudeness Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, of, of using terminology or even using a sense of humor mm-hmm. that really a lot of really straight-laced people is foreign to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't tell you how many times in my life just the way I would say something, mm-hmm. man, I would I would lose friends. Yeah, and, I've been, I've been and, meaning to talk to you about this, Jim. Well, I, I, well okay, I'm, I'm kind of I'm feeling I'm feeling a little offended at you now. <laughs> but see, you know what? No, you that's know, a perfect example. No, I did I, that for a reason because the thing is, is that that very thing about you has drawn me into a, a freedom and new realities with Jesus that I never had before. You've been a great influence on my life. Good. Well, no, you know, you, well, I, I'm not saying because it's so. No. I, I'm just saying because it, you're so real that that has been like, are we allowed to be that real? Yes. Well, you know, you have faced this your whole life. When a person has a behavior pattern like you that's really, really outgoing yes. and likes to have fun, man, you know, people will look at, at somebody like you that doesn't know you, mm-hmm. and they will pass a judgment about what all that means. Oh, yeah, and they presume that this is not real. They presume yeah. that I am completely... Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah, like there's no way she's really yeah. like that. So, so but, but my point being that people that get offended at other people's communication style and other people's behavior patterns or you know, that sort of thing, they are creating their own offense. Uh-huh. Because really what they're, really what they're saying is... If you don't say it the way I'm comfortable with you saying it, mm-hmm. then you obviously mean something. You obviously wow. have a motive behind it. You're trying to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when I so, first got so saved, saying this, 
through yeah. our own judgments, yeah. we are creating our own offenses. Exactly. Right. Which, which, which means, in that case, see, before you're actually ready to rebuke or establish a boundary, you need to work it through in your own heart because if you don't, and this is where we're going to go to today, if you don't, you're going to commit a bigger offense and a bigger sin in your own life and and in the other person's life than what you think that they, they that they've done to you. Right. But one thing before we get off this, one thing I, I, I always used to have to make people come to is like when they're telling me about you know I'm sitting here talking to a, someone and they're saying, you know my my, my husband just constantly insults me. And I'm saying, well, have you ever sat down and without being mad and without attacking him, have you ever just sat down and said, you know, when you talk to me like this, uh, it, this is how it makes me feel. And uh, I want you to know I'm not, I, I don't want you talking to me that way anymore. And uh, they said, well, well, no. Well, why hadn't you? Well, because it caused a fight. So wait a minute. You're telling me that you've never even told your husband that mm -hmm. this hurts you. Well, well no. So then the real truth is you have refused to establish boundaries, mm -hmm. which means you are the one causing the offense because you're mm -hmm. assuming that he knows. You're assuming that he intends to do these things, but you've never sat down with him and just said, you know, I need to talk to you about this because, see, you don't really know what's going on to that person until you make them aware. Right. Right. And it's just like with me. I, I would have people come and say, man, you hurt me so bad. And, and you know, all I could say is, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I had no clue. That's the, that's the way that's the way me and my buddies always talk to each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and but here's what's amazing is the people that even when you say, you know, I, I apologize. That's not what I meant. They'll still hold on to the office. No, this is what you meant. No, I know this is what you meant. I know you intended to hurt me. I know you know you did. That person right there is falls into this category that Jesus talked about. See, when you, when you when Jesus taught there about offenses in Luke seventeen, you know when he says, you know that this person that that, that offends is better for them that a millstone be hung around their neck. Remember, that's not talking about a person who had no intention. That's not saying that because you got your feelings hurt that that person is in trouble because what's v really interesting is because the very next sentence he says so when your brother offends you you better take heed to yourself mm -hmm. man i used to read that and go whoa wait a minute what you know he just got through saying if they offended if they offended me it'd be better for them that a millstone be hung around their neck and be cast into the sea and now he's telling me i, I need to watch out i'm like what that doesn't match up. Well, you know, I figured out that, first of all, whether that person intended it or didn't intend it is not even the point. Hmm. The point is an offense is what makes you stumble. What does that mean? Well, it makes you stumble with the Word of God. It makes you stumble in your faith. It'll make you stumble in your integrity. It'll make you stumble in your behavior. But, but here's the greatest danger that a one of the, one of the greatest dangers that a believer gets into. Anytime you're in a situation where you feel justified 
to violate God's word. Whoa, whoa. You are in way more danger than that person, even if they intentionally offended you. Because, you know, they can get down the road and go, oh, man, you know what? That, sh that was horrible the way I spoke to that person. They can deal with it yes. in their heart and move on. But it, because they know it's not justified. But if you can justify ungodly behavior, you are on a path to hardness of heart. You are on a path to a lifetime of bitterness. And yeah. you are on a path of putting yourself where you really become an offense magnet. You draw offenses to you because of the way you start relating to the world around you. you I mean, I'm telling you, it is just one of the most dangerous places in life that you could be. I love how strong you put that. When you feel justified, when you feel justified, what was the word to compromise God's word or what would that word be? Well, yeah, it, it, I mean, to compromise God's word, when you feel justified to violate God's violate, word. Violate, that was the word. Yeah. Violate was the word. When you feel justified to violate God's <clears throat> word, you are already on a, on a pathway to bitterness and you become an offensive oh, yeah. magnet. Wow. Absolutely. And, and, and again, but the sad thing is. But we, we all do it. No, the, the, one, no, one, no one knows they're doing this. Yeah. Like they, they don't think they're violating God's word. No, but they, because I'm justified. Yes. See, God tells us to be like him. It's really interesting. You know, uh, of course, most people believe that if they wrong God, he's going to wrong them. But the Bible actually says, even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful because he's not going to deny himself. And the problem is the majority of people are not being who they choose to be in Jesus. They are being a reaction to the world around them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, that, completely. Mm -hmm. People are being a reaction to all the world instead of being who Jesus is. This goes back to all the podcasts that we've created about being wisdom, like yeah. being the mm -hmm. person that that naturally does this. Like that's yep. sort of been a theme for, for months now. Yeah. Well, and that's it's a religious response right. is I just need to know how to react. Yeah. yeah. It's you like, know. well, no, who, the question is, who are you? Like, yeah. who, who are you, who you want to be? Who are you yeah. and who do you want to be? You know, I can't tell you how many husbands and wives I've sat down with. And it seems like in recent years, there's been more husbands for some reason, but I've done it with, you know, with both where, where, you know, they're having marriage problems. Mm -hmm. They can't connect with their mate, you know, uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're stressed out with everybody else they can't connect with and can't get along with. And, you know, the, 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 the one question I ask them is, who, who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And most people just get this blank look on their face like, what are you talking about? I, I mean, people have no concept. Who do you want to be? In other words, in a stressful situation, who do you want to be? In, uh, in a situation where there's conflict, who do you want to be? In a situation where you're being attacked and accused of being the one that's in the wrong, who do you want to be? How do you want to respond? Because you respond out of out of who you are. Most people have never decided, wow. this is who I'm going to be. Yes. And, and since I'm in Jesus, I can be me. In other words, my personality, my behavior patterns. It's not about changing who you are. Right. It's about taking on the character traits, the godly character traits, yes. and saying, this is who I am. And once I'm doing what I do because of who I've decided to be in Jesus, 
I no longer react to people. And I'm so glad you said that we're decided because it is a decision. I think people think by default it's just supposed to happen. And it's right. like, no, 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 no. You have to make that decision. I am that person that that always, you know, shows mercy. And and, and, and we, we create movies in our mind. We create meditations of someone offending us, but then we, 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 we offer mercy back. Like that's just our natural instinct yep. because of our godly character that's that's who I am. Yeah. You can't get, I'm, I am that person that you can't get me to react because I, I am absolutely convinced of how loved I am by Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, when, oh, go ahead, Bob, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it was just that, you know, as an example, yesterday evening we sat with a, a beautiful couple and they're approaching their second marriage, you know, with, with each other. And they have just had huge amounts of turmoil. Mm-hmm. And they are completely reactionary. Mm-hmm. And so last night I asked them this exact question, you know, so who do you want to be in this yeah. marriage? Who do you? And, and again, just as blank. you said, that blank, blank puzzled look came across yeah. because they are so accustomed to being reactionary. Yeah. And, yes. and they're in this vicious cycle of fighting, but mm-hmm. the fighting is all about the offense and how do I counteract this offense? How do I diffuse this offense? How do I, what do you want me to say or be in this situation? Yep. And they're all, you know, second guessing each other and mm-hmm. around and around yep. they go. But when you said decision that I can decide who I want to be, that empowers us. That oh, we yeah. don't have to wait to be in the right church meeting. We don't have to be wait for the right revelation to take place. No, 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 no. We can decide right now, this is who I'm going to be. And this be. is, you know, what we have talked about in past podcasts, and that is about responsibility. Yep. Yep. I have yes, the authority right, and the Bob. ability to respond. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that is my responsibility. Yeah. You know, uh, and we've done this on, our, on these podcasts before, you know, talk teaching people how to do how to write an emotional character sketch yes Mm -hmm. and man i'm telling you with most people that i do that with in a one-on-one consulting basis i probably have to take them through 10 rewritings of it before they ever even understand what they're doing because the concept of me deciding who i'm what do you mean What, what do you mean deciding who i'm going to be you know you know when i was when i was young this has changed our life, by the way, what oh, you were I, just I, talking about. Mine, okay. too. I'm telling you. Yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. And not just the initial time, but then over. doing it again and, over and again. And yes. over yes. again. So oh, yeah. I, I redo my character sketch. Every time, I, every time I start not liking who I am or not yeah. enjoying who I am yeah. or realizing <laughs> that I'm not as yeah. much of a blessing to the people around me as I should be or mm-hmm. I want to be, mm-hmm. it's time to sit down and go, okay, wait a minute. It's, t- uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time for me to this. step yep. up some more. Yeah. But you know, when, when I was young, my... Everybody in my world, you, your, your initial response to everything was force, and the initial emotion about everything was anger. Yeah. And it didn't matter. If I lost a loved one, somebody I really cared about, my first, it wasn't, my first emotion wasn't sorrow. Right. My first emotion was anger. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my cousin moved to my hometown from Cincinnati, Ohio. And man, we just became buddies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like, it, it was like he became one of my closest friends. And um, and he so really they, got you. Like he got your heart. He yeah. just you just felt we understood had fun by together. Him. You know, yeah, it was a good thing. And so, I 
his parents decided after a couple of years they were going to move back to Ohio. Man, and you know, I, of course, of course, you know that loss. You know, mm-hmm. you start feeling a loss, and then instead of training your, instead of going to sorrow, you know, you've trained yourself to go to anger. Hmm. So, so man, I just went straight to anger, and you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even tell you what I'm about to tell you, but so. All of the family, my daddy's family, you know, all of his family, they had all gone to have a, a night to say goodbye to them because they were packing up and leaving the next day. And uh, so I didn't show up, obviously, because I was angry. Mm-hmm. And so I came to the door, came to the front door, knocked on the door, and very politely asked if he could come to the door. When he came to the door, I Now, was this the father him. or the, 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 your cousin? The, 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 you know, like the father came and I yeah. said, is Lewis here? Yeah. I was real nice. Can he come out? Yeah. Because, you know, he thought I came to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. When Lewis walked through the door, I hit him. I mean, I punched him in the face wow. so hard it nearly knocked him out. I mean, he just went flying on his back. And, of course, the whole family comes out there and we just, you know, it almost turns into a, a brawl out in, you know, out in the yard. Mm-hmm. that's the only way I knew how to respond to loss. And so, you know, I remember somewhere along the way, and I don't even remember who the, really my uncle, Uncle Bobby, that people hear me talk about a lot of times that I, that I lived with on and off. Uh, I, I got to see somebody handle stress reasonably and rationally. And I can remember even as a little boy thinking, Man, I'd like to be able to do that. I'd, mm. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to. You know, that, I just thought that was just like the coolest thing ever. That yeah. everybody's losing their mind, and man, he is just as level wow. as can be. And you know, when I started realizing that I could be who I wanted to be in Jesus, that was one of my starting places. You know, I, I Father, I thank you that in and stressful, violent situations. I'm always going to be the reasonable voice. I'm always going to be the voice of understanding and mercy in every, in every mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sure, I fail at it sometimes, mm-hmm. but, that's, you know, but that replaced that way of life. Now, offenses, you know, offenses are convenient because, number one, offenses do give me the excuse to do things that I normally wouldn't have feel like I had the right to do. Yeah. And the ability to shift the blame. Exactly. Because see, mm-hmm. judgment, remember, when a judgment is passed, you go into a courtroom, whatever the judgment is determines what the penalty is. And so when we pass a judgment, it is inherent in the way we work. The moment we pass a judgment, we have to determine the a penalty. The punishment, punishment, the penalty, yes. Yeah. Whoa, and so that's interesting. For some people, that penalty is going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to start making little left-handed comments, mm-hmm. you know, about yeah. you. I'm going, to, I'm going to start digging at you. You mm-hmm. know, I've got, the, I've got the right to. You know, I'm not going to just go come out and tell you I'm upset. I'm not going to mm-hmm. come in and say, you know, you know I'm, I'm hurt. Can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. But what I am going to do is every time I get a chance, I'm just going to make some smart aleck remark. Right. And uh, uh, just so I make you feel like yeah, I feel. just so you know. And also another response, I'm going to ignore you. I'm not going to oh, yeah. respond. Yeah. Right. It's amazing how, how many, you know, when I, do, when I do a wedding, 
I always tell people, I always meet with the bridegroom, and I always say this in the ceremony, you are getting ready to make vows you cannot keep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless you have surrendered yourself to God and you're willing to follow him in every situation. And I always say this. I always say this in, in premarital counseling. I always say this in weddings. I say, no, I said, now today, this is your pearl of great price. And man, you're giving up everything to go into this relationship. You're giving up every other relationship. You'll mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. date another person. You'll never kiss another person. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never make love to another person. You, right. You're saying, I'm giving up all of this to come this. You're my pearl of great price. Mm-hmm. I said, but one day, one of you is going to have a bad day. You're just going to get tired. And the next day, you're going to get up and you're going to be less wonderful mm-hmm. than you are normally. Mm-hmm. And that and your mate's going to get offended. Mm-hmm. And when, it, when that mate gets offended, he or she is going to decide that they need to punish you. And they're going to find some way to make you pay for what you did. And so they're going to be less wonderful. And on that day, if you, if the minute you see that happening, if you do not deal with it that day, and sometimes that day, you know, uh, I've found that, and I'm not trying to be crass here, but I have found if women who have never been sexually active before, as often as not, the offense starts on the wedding night. The offense is going to end their marriage because the man will come in there, not be tender, not be understanding, be a little too aggressive, mm-hmm. and, and really in some way hurt, diminish, mm-hmm. humiliate, or something mm-hmm. this, this girl who has, who has never, I mean, this is, this is her first time mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so what starts happening, that becomes an offense. Mm-hmm. And many times the divorce, see, the divorce usually starts at the first offense. And unless you can sit down and talk about it, come to terms, work these things out, then, then the offense is there. The, you know, the track is set. And now it's going to be a back and forth reactionary relationship of making the other one pay for the last offense. Yep. And it, and it ends in divorce. And that's why Jesus said, listen, you, you better take heed because you think because of how you're feeling about what this person said or what this person did, you think that this means you are now exempt from walking in love. You are now exempt from godly ethics and character. You're exempt from tenderhearted mercy or patience, yeah. kindness, gentleness, yeah. and making room for the other people's offense. Because you've passed the judgment. Yeah, you're exempt. You yep. don't deserve this. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you hurt me. I mean, it's just that simple. Because you hurt me. And I'm yeah, going to hold gonna this. I'm going to hold I, this against you until yep. you realize the depth of how you hurt me. Yep. But I've the problem been, is, I've it, been it, there. It, It'll Done never it. stop. It'll never stop there because, because you're going to create so many reactions in that other person mm-hmm. that there's going to be new offense every day. Yeah. Because and and you know as wow. we said earlier, yeah, this then becomes my magnet mm-hmm. of attracting yet Offenses. another offense. Attract another one. Another fact. Attract another, another one. incident. And we get into a another cycle, story. Cycle. Cycle. See, cycle. They yeah. did it again. They did think it again. Of, think about it this way. 
Wow. Imagine that you go out for a nice walk one day, you and your newlywed or who mm-hmm. or or whoever, and you, so you're just walking through the woods. Got a beautiful path in the woods, and 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 you and you walk by a, a bush that's got thorns on it, and maybe that thorn sticks in your sticks in your arm or in your side, and 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 you know it, it's down below the skin. You don't have any way to pull it out right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're continuing this lovely walk, but see, you you've got this tender spot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so let's say that you get to the end of the walk, and and so your spouse, you're up, you know, whoever your person you're dating, whoever that other person is, when, when they get ready to say goodbye, they want to express love to you, and so they put their arms around you. But the problem is, they're expressing love, but they're hugging you on that tender spot. Mm-hmm. So what happens? You don't experience it as a hug as love you experience it as pain and as long as that thorn is there the more it festers the more it gets infected and the more sensitive you become to any kind of contact that's what happens to us emotionally we get a thorn stuck in us and i'm going to show you that the bible actually calls it a thorn we got a thorn stuck in us. So it doesn't matter if somebody then is trying to show us love or if somebody is, is trying to, you know, offend us. It all feels the same because we've got this sore spot that every time it is touched, we feel pain. And that's why we become an offense magnet. Everything offends us because everything hurts. Everything feels like the same kind of pain, so to speak. It, sometimes that's even hard to imagine. You, I mean, yeah. be, simply because the other person, I mean, all they want to do is show love. Yeah. You know, so how can a thorn, you know, be that powerful to kind of lace any and every relationship with a threat of pain? Well, the thing is, the thorn is not that powerful, uh, it's just a, you know, it's just, you, you, you figure, you know, I've had thorns stick in me that were an eighth of an inch. Oh, I know. We live in Arizona. They, they, you, know, whole, you, you can't even see it. And you it, can't it, even see it. But man, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, all throughout the day, all of a sudden, you, you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> and you can't even, you know, you get one in your foot and you can't even tell where it is in your foot until uh-huh. you touch it, until something touches it, you know. And so the, see, so the problem is not what other people are doing. The problem is I stuck a thorn in my side. They didn't stick a thorn in my side. I stuck a thorn in my side, and I refuse to pull this out. Do you guys remember? I know I know. we laughed about this years ago. <laughs> do you remember the... Uh, oh, boy. Uh, do do yeah. you remember the, uh, the, uh, the, the bird poop story, the poop on the nose story? Yes. Yep. Wait, yep. was it one yep. about you in the plane? Well, no, th- no, no, that no, was this, a poop story. No, that's, no, that's a different. That's a different this, one. this is the story about the guy that you know he he decides one day he's gonna he's gonna go to the he's gonna go have a great day on the beach and and he's just gonna enjoy himself and he's just laying there on the beach and a seagull flies over and poops and it lands on his face. Yeah, yeah. And it's like horrible. And so, you know, the people around him are expecting him to get up and wipe this poop off his face. Go, you know, get some ocean water and, and you know, wash it off. Salty oh, water, take that yes, off. Yes. But he doesn't. Because he's sitting there thinking, I didn't do this. 
I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to be the one to take it off. Huh. That seagull is going to have to come back huh. and clean this off of me because I happen. didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? His friends just slowly start moving their chairs away from him, and finally, you know, he's losing friends. Yeah, because he's got poop on his face. So you know, he's all mad, and he goes home and. He walks in the door to go over and kiss his wife. She's like, whoa, don't touch me. He's like, what do you mean don't touch you? What do you mean? Why are you rejecting me? She says, you got poop on your face. Go wash. If you want to kiss me, go wash that off. And he's like, I'm not washing it off. I didn't put it on here. I'm not washing it off. And she says, well, I'm going to tell you something. You ain't sleeping with me until you wash that off your face. Well, all right. You know, why should I have to do it? I didn't do this. And so that night he starts sleeping on the couch. But you know what? Day after day, as this gets more rank and more stinky, man, throughout the day, he's just going over and opening the door and looking outside saying, man, I know, I know eventually that seagull is going to have to come back and clean this poop off because I didn't do this. He did it. You know what? That makes as much sense as the person who gets an offense and refuses to deal with it because it's the in their mind, it is the other person's fault. They are the ones that should come and fix it. That is probably the best illustration you can see for the just it, the it, reality. I mean, no, well, the story is really quite ridiculous. It is. And and that's the whole thing. No, I, mean, I mean, it is so ridiculous. We're listening to the story, revealing. and it's just like, "Come on, Jim. Come on, Jim." You know, but it's no, just like, it "No, is we have all done that. We have yeah. all done it." It is the most clear-cut story of what happens. And then a lot of times, you know, okay, eventually you realize that that seagull will not return and clean right. off your face. Then you'll clean yourself up. But now you are just so upset because of the effects of that event. Yeah. Now I have no friends. Now and I have now no this. I never get that, to go to the beach. And it's still because of. And did you hear yeah. that? And I never get to go to the beach. Oh, right. all my friends are going to the beach. Well, I don't go to the beach. Why not? That's right. Well, because this happened to me once. Because I got how many times, at the beach. How many yeah. times have you yeah. said people, to people, I'll never go back to church? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or I'll never go back to that friend group. Or I'll never go back yeah. there. So you're missing out on the beach. Right. Because of that one time when that and happened. All, all of this gets into why Jesus said, now listen, when your brother offends you, you, you better go. Watch out. Uh, you better go establish the boundaries and try to get this thing resolved because you are the one who is in danger because you are going to be convinced it's somebody else's fault. You know, you pass this judgment. You assume to know why it is their fault. You now feel justified in punishing them, making them pay a price, gossiping and slandering about them and ruining their reputation and, and being hateful and ugly to them. And yang, yang, you know, on and on and on and on. And I'm telling you, it is a road. It's, I'm going to, in our next episode, yeah. okay, I'm going to show you how this is spiritual suicide. You know, the wow. book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs in, in, in the Hebrew language, uh, it's in Proverbs 18, the Amplified gives it a good rendering, says, you know, he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. 
Okay, so let's just take, okay, this is so amazing. Because what I w- I've been meaning to say all episode is what offends you reveals you. Yeah. And so I think that this has been powerful. Powerful. Yeah. I mean, when we started out and said, have we got a show for you? <laughs> it's <laughs> like more like, have we ever got some conviction for you? Because how many of us have done this? But, but Jesus has solutions for us with mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably, even though this is probably a little shorter podcast than we usually do, okay. I, I would really like for us to break here yes. so people can think this through. And, yes. and all I really, because where we're going next, it won't do any good to go where we're going next yeah. mm-hmm. if we haven't resolved this. That's right. And remember, in the parable in Luke 17, man, they said, oh, brother, you mean I got to keep forgiving people just because they, just because they, want me to forgive them and because they repent well remember first you you got to rebuke them and that's not attack them that's establish reestablish boundaries you got to go to them and say look you know I, I don't know what you meant i don't know if you intended to do this yeah for the sake of a relationship yep for you know for the, i'm gonna reestablish this boundary you, right it's but not also, because i'm isolating you but no. i i need to reestablish this boundary Everybody has to have their own boundaries. Otherwise, they cannot preserve their own identity. Mm. And your heart, here's what's interesting. Mm. You know, we, we know the, the heart is what establishes bad boundaries and good boundaries. All mm-hmm. boundaries are determined by the heart. Yeah. So, you know, there are boundaries where I limit myself and I will not be as big as God wants me to be in a situation. Mm-hmm. But also, my heart establishes the boundaries of this is where I... This is where I stop and you start, and, and you, you can't cross this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, every husband and wife should have certain boundaries with each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and if we respect the other person's individuality, if we respect their identity, and if we want to have a great, fun marriage, mm-hmm. then we need to let our spouse have their own boundaries and their own identity because, man, when you get up Isn't every that day, the truth? that is so true. And, and that other person is being who they want to be. Mm-hmm. You're going to be challenged. It's going to be the greatest challenge to, mm-hmm. to get you to grow. And that's what it's going to, that's one of the things that keeps a marriage fresh. You know, when you were dating and you were first falling, you're, it's discovery. It's an adventure of discovering who this other person is. Well, you know, we get in this thing and then we try to make them stay there, control them and try to make them stay there because now we know who they are. We know how to work this situation. We don't want to let them grow. But I'm telling you something, when they're growing and developing every day, it's like, whoa, that that adventure that we had when we were dating is still here because every day yeah. you're you're following who you are in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But here, but, but, but here, here is the thing we have to understand. When we refuse to deal with our judgments and our offenses. And Jesus in that parable basically brought down, I don't know if we went into this last week or not. He just basically goes through a parable that says, you don't need more faith to do this. You just need to make the decision. Yes. You just decide to forgive. Yeah. You know? yeah, we did talk about that last time. I, yeah. I, I thought we did. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, then you are no longer using your endeavors to heal yourself, which means you are now using your endeavors to destroy yourself. Mm-hmm. You are brother to him who commits suicide. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you say, um, as we just end the podcast now, Jim, when and Bob, when we say, 
you know, we need to ponder this because we cannot go to the next one. We told that story about the seagull and the bird and the beach. Is there anything practical that we want to leave with us all for homework for like, what? or just to what specifically we can ponder before the next episode? Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we, I kind of drifted away off the path there, but you know, the majority of people, they don't forgive for a reason. Number one, they don't realize the damage it does to them. Number two, they have some goofy religious concept of what forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and then, sec- then thirdly, they just don't think they can because of the, right. the amount of pain and, right. and offense that they feel. Yeah. So all I'm asking you to ponder and consider is this. Am I willing, if God works in me, am I willing to come to a place for my benefit, for my benefit, the benefit of my relationship with God, my benefit of my relationship to people, and even for that other person's benefit, am I willing to discover what God really wants me to do in the area of learning to forgive? Because if you're not willing to, you won't. Remember, you can't hear what you, have not, what you are not willing to do. You mm-hmm. will not hear what you're not willing to do. And um, at the beginning of this podcast, before we turned on the recording, we said to, to Jim, we were just talking to Jim about a mutual couple. And we said, you know what? There was such a victory in this couple because they were so willing. And it always comes down yep. to willing. There is, and so I say that to you as our listener, there is so much victory ahead for you in your life to enjoy life, enjoy peace and joy in your life, enjoy belly laughs and, and all the things that make you just enjoy God's presence. Yep. All of that is available for you if you are willing to hear what God but, has to say. Remember, one of the scriptures that presents the contingency to being able to enter into kingdom living yeah. is if you're willing and obedient. Yes. Now, yeah. So what's interesting, that remember that word obedient is the same Hebrew word as hear. If you're willing, to hear. you'll be okay. able to hear and because you hear, then you know what to do. You'll obey. Wow. So, so it, and you can be sitting there so offended. I mean, you could have been raped, molested, fondled. Betrayed from your betrayed, spouse. Betrayed, yeah. beat up. I mean, anything. Yes. People stole your fortune and your bro. I mean, you could, and you're sitting there saying, I'm never going to forgive. I'm never going to forgive. Well, I just want you to know. Every time you relive, I'm never going to forgive. It's like walking over to a thorn bush and sticking another thorn somewhere in you. And eventually you get to the place there's nowhere anybody can touch you to show you love that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Just another reminder. Yep. Just another reminder. I'm not going to let this go. Yep. Wow. Great episode, guys. Wow. Have we got a show for you? Wow, Jim Bob. That was awesome. Hey. Jim, thank well, you so very, very much. Thank you, guys. People, I do want to remind you that the book is entitled How to Stop the Pain. Mm-hmm. You can yep. uh, get that at uh, Live Transform Podcast um, as well as Impact Ministries. Uh, order and, it online. And, Bob, yeah. and just about and just about a week through uh, through Live Transform, about a week, they'll be able to get the new series. probably eight CD series. As okay. soon as the new eight series are on are are available we'll have them on our live transform podcast immediately so keep a watch for those we won't even put the old ones up there so that when you see that when you see the the uh, the series the book is there now yeah but when you're ready for the series once it's up on live podcast that's the new one you're gonna love it you're gonna love it okay thanks jim great time can't wait till next can't wait till next time it'll be good it's gonna be be real good. good 
and to all our listeners, thank you. And just, you know, allow yourself and don't condemn yourself in this, but just get away because this is where the Lord really wants to love you, you know, in your pain. I recognize that you've been hurt, you know, that you've been betrayed, but you cannot afford to keep and hold this offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is, it is um, stunting the growth in your heart and life. Yep. So go there, allow the Lord to love you. And this is, I believe, your responsibility because you do have the ability to respond in mercy. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.